The following program is intended for mature audiences. The time is now for the hardest hit, yet completely trivial, football show on the planet. You are in rarefied territory. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Broken Helmet. Let's rock. And coming to you live on tape on this Wednesday, September 22nd. We are recording at around 6 o'clock Eastern Standard Time. The Broken Helmet. Rich Eggy here. Chris Eggy there. How are you doing after week two of the NFL season? Has it been going good for you? Because I think it very well might be. Yeah. Yeah, it's going great. Going great. A lot of... A lot of money, you know, flying around, but as we're, as we're seeing in the NFL, man, a lot of injuries, a ton of injuries. Tons of injuries. I thought you were going to go with the Raiders, who ended up winning their second game in a row, leaving you, uh, you know, one of the 2-0 and teams atop the AFC. But, yes, uh, the gambling has been good, not for me, but for a lot of people. Money spent all uh, being earned all over the place, and definitely injuries all over. I mean, you sit there and you watch everything. Now, fantasy players, which we are, it kind of blows, right? Because you do these drafts, you try to do them as late as you can. You usually did it after week three of the preseason, but now, well, after yeah, week three of the preseason. Now, week three of the preseason is week four of the old preseason. And it doesn't matter anyway because all these fucking guys are getting hurt in the first four weeks of the season. It's, it, you know, you should actually do your fantasy football draft now, like week four. Yeah. I mean, I, it's, I was thinking about that earlier today in regards to fantasy. It's almost better to, I wouldn't say week four. I was, I was thinking maybe people would be uh, a little more. Uh, you would you would be able to draft better. You'd have a little more insight if we waited till after week one to draft, right? Like, a, uh, yeah, yeah, for sure. But I think you ne- actually need multiple weeks because if you look, you're seeing all of these big injuries, and I think a lot of it, you know, they're not conditioning injuries. But I just think that you need to get contact in practice and in games in order for the body to adjust. They're not getting that. So you see all these injuries going into the game. There's just, there's definitely some kind of correlation. I you know There's probably statistical minds that are way better at it than me. But the one thing that I continually think about, and I've thought about this year after year, watching football for so long, is that the beginning of these seasons are a joke. These teams aren't yeah. ready. The players aren't ready. The football's kind of shitty. And you just see, you know, big injuries, which is kind of like, ah, well, you're going to see injuries in the preseason or here. Yeah, maybe, you know, but I, I mean, I'm invested a lot in fantasy because I love it. And fantasy has become kind of uh, positive and negative because I, I, I don't like a, a, an aspect of it now because I feel like I'm drafting completely blind because I have no clue where these injuries are going to come. And the injuries just happen so frequently now. It's like... Well, the, the only way around that is to have a draft that is longer, right? Like a, a 26 or a, a 28 round draft where you're going to leave the waiver wire and the free agency so slim, but at the same time, you're going to have the opportunity to get some more backups and rookies and third stringers. Yeah, and where, there's, there's no player pool to take out of, right? Because everybody's drafted everybody, and then it just becomes... Uh, you know, I, I mean, there's what? What is free agency? Free agency is like dead because everybody's drafted everybody. Yeah, I mean, but that's the only way around drafting blind, right? Drafting early and not not knowing what's going to happen with the injuries, and you know, at least the NFL has now done this short term IR change. They put that new rule in, which allows players to come back after three or four weeks uh, rather than six or seven. So you could hold on to players longer, and players don't need to sit out eight weeks if their injury is only, or six weeks if their injury is only, you know, minor. Right. 
Yeah, I agree. I, I don't know. There's part of me that I would just like to do a draft after like week three now. But you'd never get people on board with that because people want action right out of the gate, right? They want to be in there week one. And they're going to be like, oh, that's going to be such a short season. You're going to, you're going to have, what, 12, uh, 11 games, 10 games before you got to go to this, you know, playoffs. And I'm kind of like, yeah, but you wouldn't be out your J.K. Dobbins and, uh, you know, Carson Wentz might, might miss something this week. And all these other players that have gotten hit, you know, Gus Edwards is gone. Um, you just wouldn't be out that because you would have seen it already. But I guess the, the contra argument would be, well, you know, then what happens when the next round of injuries comes? And, uh, you know, it ends up being a endless kind of circle of argument, counter-argument, argument, counter-argument. So, whatever. But anyway, yes, there has been a lot of injuries to um, your point. Uh, so, alright. Um, we got a short pod here today. We have to bolt in a little bit, so let's get right into it right now with our recap. First down. First down. Okay, well, after week one, that saw the dogs win a ton. You saw week two, the dogs win again. They were 9-7 against the favorites. Five of those dog wins were outright wins. And those were the Raiders at the Panthers, the Cowboys, the Titans, and at the Ravens. So, continued money to be had with the dog money line parlays. And five of those guys were out there for your liking and money to be grabbed last week. As for the overs and unders, they were 8-8, eight and eight, same as last week. So, they continue to be split. And then the teasers is always where it's at. Dogs and favorites were almost identical. Favorites were 12-3. and three. Dogs were 12 and 4. The overs and the unders, this time the unders kind of reign supreme. The unders were 11 and 5 tees. The overs were 9 and 7. As for teams up at halftime, they were 12 and 3 this week. There were three teams that did not maintain that lead and ended up with L's. That was the Seahawks, the Chiefs, and the Lions. As for all of our bets, do you know, Chris, or all our picks, I should say, how you did with your picks last week? Have you been keeping track? Yeah, I, I mean, my, my uh, uh, what are they, super picks? Yeah, so the five the five games, the, those are the super picks. Yeah, the Rams screwed me by a half a point. Yeah, you were... That sucked. You were three... Three and two. You were three and two. Yeah. I was 0 oh and five, which is horrific. And then for the games outright, you were six and ten. I was six and ten. Uh, the... The money ended up being nine and seven, as did the tickets. The sharps were awful last week at two and nine. So on the year, super pick wise, I am one and nine. That is horrific. And you are even at five and five. Pick wise, we're both even Steven at twelve and nineteen, bottom of the barrel. Money is the only one that's five hundred, and that's exactly what they are. So the money has been on the right side. Just as much as the long as the wrong side, they are 16 and 16. Tickets and the sharps are both under 500. Overs and unders, which we gave you, I am two and two. You ended up being one and three. So we'll get to the rest of all of the goodies later when we start talking about our bets. We'll review what we did last week, where Chris once again got super super close to hitting it big. Oh, it big. so bad. Yes, you were very close, sir. Those Eagles. The, the freaking Eagles blew that game. Oh, they so screwed bad. you over big time. So we'll get to that in a hot second. Oh. Uh, let's go right into our top games this week. Second down. Second down. And which one do you want to start with, Chris? I'm always picking. I'll just let you go, and we can go wherever your little heart desires here today. Uh, well, there. I mean, there's a lot of. I, I'm, I'm they're beat ass games this week. I'm not I'm not really into there's a lot of big spreads, but some of the good games like the Colts Titans is gonna be a good game. Colts uh Colts Titans is that where you want to go? There's some I mean Cowboys, sure, Eagles, yeah, NFC let's, East, let's, you got forty ers Packers. Start, let's start to let's start at the Colts and Titans. You wanna go Colts Titans? Okay, so let's fly out to Tennessee where at Nissan Stadium it will be the Titans hosting the Colts. 
Right now, the Titans are a five and a half point favorite. The Sharps are on the Colts. The tickets are heavily on in, on the Titans, and then the over under for this game is forty eight points. So the question becomes: the Titans, who looked like dog duty on in week one and then looked like they were getting their pants blown off in week two before they turned around in the second half and Derrick Henry ran wild, ended up getting them the victory. Does that maintain for yet another week or do they revert back to week one form? Colts, I mean, what are you going to do? You know, they, I mean, Wentz is banged up. They still have nobody to throw the ball to. Um, you know, they, they were able to, you know, keep that game close and, and get that backdoor cover there, keeping the Rams under the four points. But, um, you know, for them, it is, it's a, in one in the loss column, two in a row. So they're 0 and 2. 0 and 3 would be the death knell for their season. I was impressed that the Colts even were in that game last week. Uh, they tend to play really, really good when. Wentz has the opportunity to uh, find, you know, some sort of gap in in the defense's zone. But if you're rewatching those games over and over, Wentz always looks hurt. Yeah, he I mean just, he, I, that that's his mo, right? Like, like he just looks hurt all the time. Yeah, all I, the time. It's it's been his whole career, right? I mean, that's why the Eagles got rid of him. I mean, heck, I, you know, they, they said after they got rid of him, "Hey, we love Carson, but we needed our backup quarterback for every one of our playoff games." So, I, and it just doesn't yeah. stop now. Now, not only does he have sprain one sprained ankle, he's got two. So, yes. what, what do you do with that? Like, how how can you rely on a quarterback who is forever hurt? And yeah. it, it, that just ends up be, being the, the net negative for Carson Wentz. Not to mention, you, you know, gameplay-wise, he's okay. He does some things good, but, you know, not a ton. I thought it was going to be an upgrade over Phillip Rivers, but I wonder now if Phillip Rivers' year two in Indianapolis would have been better than Carson Wentz year one. Yeah, I, they don't have too many weapons outside of Jonathan Taylor either. Like, Pittman's good, but Pittman got, you know, he threw him the ball 12, 13, 14 times, whatever it was. So, I, I just, I don't think they, I, I don't think they're as good as their uh, people think they are. Hence, the, the spread opened up at minus one, and now it's Titans plus uh, minus five. So, yeah, I have it at five and a half, actually. So, it's even gone right. up more. Right, it just keeps going up. So you're talking about a six-point swing. That that's dramatic. Um, Tennessee has a lot of weapons. Tennessee is very. Uh, people underestimate how good that team is. They definitely were getting crushed, but it was more just points. It wasn't play. What I mean is, like it said, they were down 14 points, but they actually weren't down 14 points. The Seahawks. The Seahawks had a couple massive plays like two 70-yard plays or 60-yard plays. Tennessee's offense is very good. Like, they have b- – between Henry, Brown, Julio, and Tannehill, like, those are four vested veterans in this league. Like they, they know how to win games. They know how to just smoke offenses, uh, defenses. I just don't know if their defense can get them to the quote-unquote promise line. Their defense is I, really bad. Their defense is terrible. And I, I, I really can't believe that they won that game last week. I mean, Seattle gave them that goddamn game. And as somebody, yeah. I, like, I had Seattle in my parlay. And I'm watching the game, and I just think it's a lock. And then I'm watching the second half, and I just said, you know, why did Seattle change their offense? And, you know, all of a sudden, like, I, I don't know, and then they can't stop Tennessee. I, I mean, Derrick Henry is fantastic. And watching him play is, is kind of a, it's like a, it's a dirty, you know, a whatever pleasure. A guilty, guilty pleasure, dirty, whatever the pleasure is. Uh, you know, because really this is the era of offense and passing. And you should want to embrace seeing more passing. And I watch Derrick Henry and I'm like, no, I'm into this. This guy, this guy like, you don't see this anymore. 
So yeah. um, it was just, I couldn't understand how they pulled it off last week. And this week, I don't think it should be a problem for them because I think the Colts, have, have they've been sticking in here because their defense has been good. But ultimately, you know, there's going to be a point at which it breaks. And they've had two games at home. Now they got to go on the road for the Titans. I'm taking the Titans in the five. Five and a half is a lot of points. And I don't want to take, I don't want to give the Titans five and a half. I just can't think of a scenario right now where I can see the Colts staying in this minus, you know, the Titans reverting back to, you know, week one. And I don't think that'll happen because, you know, week one was kind of a, you know, that had a lot to do with the the, the Cardinals and the Colts are not the Cardinals. So I'm going to take the Titans here in the five and a half. Yeah, I'm with you a hundred percent. I just don't, I, I don't like the five and a half. This, this just screams tease, but uh, I'm going to take it anyway. Yeah, I, I love I it as a tease. Gonna, I love it as a tease, yeah. <clears throat> I think they're just going to they're gonna crush in the Indy. This is not, especially if Wentz is even more hurt than he shows. And <laughs> Titans at home, I think that, that week one was, was a fluke. I, Arizona's not that good, and the Titans aren't going to be that bad again. So... Yeah. All right. I'm, I'm with you. All right. So the two of us are on the Titans. Over under on that is 48. I have no clue what to do with that. I probably would say under, um, but I, I have no inkling uh, or lean at all either way. So with the Titans and the Colts in the books, there is several other games we could go here, and they're all kind of in the later stages of the Sunday docket. You have the Bucks at the Rams. You have the 49ers hosting the Packers, and you have the Eagles traveling to Dallas on Monday night. Do any of those uh, suit your fancy? Uh, yeah. I'm sorry. You said the Rams. You broke up for a second. I, could, I couldn't hear the last one you said. Oh, sure. Well, the last kind of four games on the schedule, Bucks at the Rams, uh, the 49ers at the – or the 49ers hosting the Packers, Cowboys, Eagles – Cowboys-Eagles is a great game. Okay. So we'll head out to AT&T Stadium there in Arlington where the Cowboys will be hosting the Philadelphia or Philadelphia Eagles. Uh, right now, Cowboys four-point favorites in – or, yeah, four-point favorites in this one. And there's really nothing – Sharps are on the Eagles. It's early yet. And then the tickets and money are kind of – they're just a, a slight lean on, on the Cowboys. Nothing big. Over under 51 and a half. And so I was big on the Eagles last week, as were you. They really crushed you and your bets. Um, and the Cowboys you liked, I did not. So I don't really know what to do here. Now I've, I've gone the complete opposite way. I bit on the Eagles and the bullshit that was uh, their week one. And I doubted the Cowboys and their week one. And I was wrong on both. So in this game, where do you think that the edge is going to come from? Is it going to be the Cowboys continuing to play uh, you know, above average? Or were the Eagles a little slip up last week? Well, I think the Eagles' uh, rush defense is really, really good. Their their lines. Well, their lines are awesome. Their lines awesome. So I don't, I don't think they're going to run the ball. I think they're going to go back to what they did in the first week against Tampa Bay, and they're going to throw all over the Eagles. Um, so that's what you know, you're we thinking. Saw, we, saw, we we saw last week what San Francisco kind of did to them, and Dallas's defense, while it's really, really not that good. They at least have some potential, and I, I was convinced going into the Philly game that it was a joke that they were getting, what was it, three points? Yeah, or, I couldn't or, understand it. I loved the Eagles. I, I, I was Eagles, not sold on, the, on San Francisco at all. I thought they were really banged up, and I watched the Eagle game, and I liked what I saw. I loved their offensive, defensive lines, and then it was just a huge letdown um, huge, seeing their performance huge. last week. But I, you know, I don't know. Like, I, I, you got to give a little bit of credit to the 49ers in the same breath. However, I definitely thought last week was more of a disappointment in terms of Philadelphia's performance than it was a credit to San Francisco's offense. But um, going into this, I, the Cowboys have been playing so good, and they're even battling a coach who's fucking terrible because McCarthy's awful. And I know Kellen Moore calls the offense or whatever, but everything at the end of last game, you know, everybody's talked about it already, so I'm not going to rehash shit that everybody's talked about. But 
it, it was uh, you know ludicrous how that game ended and the fact that they left you know Greg the leg with a 75 yard kick or whatever the hell it was um, right you know so I mean they're performing really well and dealing with coaching issues and injuries and Mike, moving Micah Parsons to defensive end um, and so for here for them to be home favored by four I'm going to take the Cowboys um, it you know, I'm sure this will be where Jalen Hurts throws for 400 yards and rushes for 120, and I'll look like a fool. But for right now, I think it's going to be difficult for the Cowboys' offense to keep in check. Eagles' defensive line is good, but, I mean, God, the Cowboys have uh, had two good games in a row, and I don't know why at home all of a sudden they'd, they'd struggle versus the Eagles. I'd like it at three more than four, but I'm still going to go Cowboys here. Yeah, I agree 100%. I don't think that the Eagles are as good as people think they are, right? Like there's a lot of people out there that thought Jalen Hurts was going to be, and I think we talked about it a bunch of times, how Jalen Hurts was going to be the first 4,000, 1,000, 4,000 passing, 1,000 rushing. Right, the possibility and, was there. Right, and he was going to change the total dynamic of that of that offense. He hasn't been that, right? Watching those games, he hasn't been that. Early and, yet, but I agree. True. Not, yeah, a little. I mean, a little bit, but he's not. He's not what we thought he was going to be. Um, and then you got Prescott. Prescott's just incredibly healthy compared to all the reports that were coming through during the off season. Yeah, it's kind of comical to watch him play when I. You know, I mean, look, week one, his arm didn't look super great to me, but he was accurate enough. And last week, though, he looked a little bit better. So, yeah. Uh, and then Ezekiel Elliott just looks like crap, but Tony Pollard looks awesome. Yeah, now they've gone to Pollard. I, I, I can't see them going back now. Um, so I, I imagine that it's going to be probably more so Pollard than Zeke in the at least second half of the season as they try to transition. I mean, you watch the two and you just – there's more – yeah, they're they're trying to transition by by splitting up the carries a little bit. You get more, yeah, that you get more pop with Pollard. That's that's just the way it is. Like you can just see it. Yeah, you know, what? I was listening to uh, Azer on on CBS. Adam Azer, yes, went to went to yes. school with him. Although he was yes. an undergrad, so, I was grad, but whatever. He brought up a, a crazy statistic the other day on on one of the podcasts, and he said that last week. Pollard ran the ball 13 times, and 11 of those went to uh, the right side, which is where Zach Martin is. Right. And then Ezekiel, Ezekiel Elliott, and, and he blew up. He had over 100 yards, you know. Then Ezekiel Elliott ran the ball 16 times, and only three times he went to Martin's side, to the right side. They called to the right side. So 13 times he went to the left side. Question is, is like, why? Why did Pollard... Why are they sending Pollard to the right and and Zeke to the left? Which I thought was pretty interesting because I, you know, what what are, what's the thought process behind that, right? What why are you doing that? Are you trying to show off Pollard, right? If if you know that Martin's the better side, why not give Zeke more carries to the All Pro side? I, and listen, that's that's a coaching thing. That that's an NFL decision thing. But. Whatever. I, I mean, what it's data point, right? One that you can follow, and you know, now that it's identifiable, it'll be interesting to see if that repeats itself going forward. Right. It's crazy. But all in all, yeah, I think the Cowboys' offense is very, very good. I mean, they have they have their wideouts are good. They they have a dual running back threat now. You know, it's like. I I don't see them losing this game at home, Monday Night Football. It's going to be a great game to watch, especially if you're a fantasy player. But uh, all in all, I think that the Cowboys are going to win outright. Yeah, they're going to cover that three and a half, four. Okay. Um, all right. So that so we're both on that side there, and then I guess that that'll just do it. We'll just go into the rest of the picks from here. We usually do two. We usually do three. The past week we did two. We'll do two here, and then we'll just rip through the rest of these picks. Third down. So we will start off with the Thursday night game: Panthers in Houston to face off against the Texans. Panthers are now eight-point favorites. I had the Panthers last week. They were underdogs. They won outright. Uh, right now, tickets and money big on the Panthers. 80% of the tickets, 87% of the money. Over-under is 43. Sharps obviously lean the other way. Uh, um, 
Panthers, eight points is a lot for me against the Texans, but they got a backup quarterback. I don't know what that's going to look like, so I'm taking the Panthers. Yeah, 100%. I, 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 Davis Mills, I think. Yeah. David, David. Well, Mills? they drafted Davis him, right? Mills? So it's a rookie quarterback. Yeah, <clears throat> I know, I'm with you 100. percent I, I just don't trust it, and the Panthers have looked very good. I like shockingly good. Yeah, above what I thought for sure. So eight points is a, is a little much for me. It's a lot. It's a lot. You know, especially since the Texans they they did good at home, but I, I don't know. It's the rookie quarterback and Rule has been has that team going. So I'm going the Panthers. I'll take the eight. You will be taking that as well. The Chiefs are hosting the Chargers. This is a good game, AFC battle here. Uh, Chargers, good team, although they lost at home last week. They won that one game in week one versus Washington football team. That wasn't that uh, uh, you know convincing. However, they do have good pieces, especially Herbert. Chiefs favored by 6.5 at home at Arrowhead. 74% of the tickets are on the Chiefs. The Sharps and money, though, are on the Chargers. Over under 55 points. They were expecting a shootout. Uh, you know, Chiefs, they are now 2-11 and 11 over their past 13 against the spread. I continually bet them and I lose. I'm going to take them again here in the 6.5. I don't know why. I should just go Chargers snap pick because the Chiefs never cover. But I can't help but lose. So, I'm going to pick the Chiefs. Yeah, it's crazy. We've talked about this for years now. Chiefs never cover and every week I pick the Chiefs. Every week, every week, you know, but the spreads were smaller, but then you get a small spread last week and it didn't matter because, and, and yeah, I don't want to get too stuck in the weeds here, but I mean, the, the Chiefs should have won that game. It was ridiculous. Their defense they sucked. They couldn't stop the run worth a shit. I mean, the Ravens did the same thing all game long and I, the Ravens might be good in the short term. There is no way that that. That game plan works multi years. There's no way Lamar Jackson can keep doing what he's doing. No, he's going to get. We were just talking about this on Monday night. He is in no way, shape, or form a franchise quarterback. He's just the newest, greatest toy. Yeah. Right? I, that, I, that's, that's what he is. This game is too demanding for him to continually play that kind of offensive strategy and expect that you're going to get multi year results from this. It's just not going to happen. I, I just. How many more of those cuts is he going to make before he tears an ACL or just just gets his head just wrung? I mean, he got pounded. He got pounded all game. I mean, he was a running back, and it was like, ah, dude. Uh, And then, and then this this kid the other night was trying to actually, you know him, but whatever. He was talking about how he's actually a pocket passer. I'm like, no, he's not. No, he's not. If you watch him in the pocket, he's not great. Uh, He he makes a throw every here and there, but um, whatever. Like I said, I didn't want to get too stuck in the weeds, and here I am. But I'm taking the Chiefs. Yeah, I'm taking the Chiefs too. I just I don't know why. I don't even talk. There's no point in even talking about Chiefs games. I take them. Whatever the spread is, I take the Chiefs. Yeah, I know. Every me, time. Me too. And it's a loss. So the Browns are the next up on the slate here. They are favored by seven against the Bears. The Bears will be starting Justin Fields, so it'll be the rookie's first start here due to injury. Uh, however it was, they needed to get him in there and end the Andy Dalton experiment. So here's the start of it. Right now, the tickets and the money are on the Browns, and the Sharps are on the Bears over under 46. Uh, I don't know, seven points a lot for the Browns, but a Bears team in flux here with a quarterback change. What are you thinking? I was thinking that we don't know what Justin Fields is going to bring to the table, and I'm kind of excited to see. And I think it is in Cleveland, right, which is Ohio, and he went to Ohio State, right? Yep. So all that adds up to a Bears victory? Oh, easy. <laughs> easy there. That's a little aggressive. But, hey, you like those money line I, parlays. I do. The, I didn't throw them in the money line parlay. But I, I do like the Bears plus seven. I think Fields is going to bring a new dynamic that Cleveland's going to have a tough time preparing for, right? They only got five, six days to prepare for a whole different type of quarterback. And uh, I think Allen Robinson's going to get going. I think that David Montgomery's going to get going. And I don't think the Bears defense is as bad as some people think they are. Yeah, I'm with you. And for me, it's more along the lines of I just don't like Baker and seven points. I don't care if it's at home or not. 
you know, that, that's a very aggressive spread, especially they're going to be out uh, Jarvis Landry now because he, he has a knee banged up. Maybe they get ODB back, but I imagine ODB will probably miss another week. Um, I, I haven't read anything on him, you know, in the near term. But regardless, Landry being out, I'm not a fan of, of Baker with big points here. So I'm going to take the Bears uh, along with you getting that seven points. The next game is the Cards in Jacksonville. Another seven-point game. Actually, this is seven and a half in favor of the Cards on the road. Big money and big tickets on the Cards. 88% of the tickets on Arizona. 94% of the tickets. Um, and Or 94% of the money. Sorry. Apologies. And then the Sharps are on the Jags, which is obvious. 50, 52 is the over-under in this one. This was a snap pick for me. I took the cards. The Jags are just a disaster. Jags are a disaster. This is a, a very good learning experience for Trevor Lawrence. He doesn't have any talent around him. Not, I mean, I, talent, but he doesn't have any like exceptionally good players, right? In any way, shape, or form. Everything about um, Jacksonville. Jacksonville's almost better off where they were last year than they are right now. But I obviously year one of this experiment, it just it looks so bad. It it really does. It it looks I like Trevor Lawrence. That kid throws buns. Yeah, I mean he's good. Buns. It's just what else what else is there there? You know? I mean you know, they had that tight end, uh, O'Shaughnessy or whatever, and he got hurt, so he's going to be out this week. Um, yep. You know, I, and I mean, so they have DJ Shark, they have Marvin Jones, they have LaVisca Chanel. They have this quote-unquote talent, but it's not talent. It doesn't really equate to anything, no. No. They, they, they don't have, name any of the, the top 20 wide receivers in the game, no Jacksonville receiver is there. Right there, there is no. They need like a Calvin Johnson or a, a Julio Jones, like somebody who can actually produce unbelievable results. It's not Marvin Jones. No, tell you that they, right they now. need two more. They need two more uh, drafts and off seasons to build that team up. Yeah, around him. Yep, yeah. you're right. But uh, so I'm all about the cards. Yeah, cards I figured you were that. going the cards with that one. Then the Bills will be hosting the Washington football team. Bills favored by eight. That's a lot of points for Taylor Heineke, who loves to throw the ball all around. But regardless, the Bills at home here, I think a little bit of a snapback. They had the big win last week. And Washington on, on the flip side. Now you've got one week of Taylor Heineke film. I don't know. I, I Bills, eight points is a lot um, for a team that struggled in week one and then blew out a team that had no quarterback in week two. But I'm going to take them here. Um, this is a scary game from a betting perspective. I'm going to go with Washington mainly because I think their defense, we always laugh about the get-right game. This right. might be This might be their opportunity to get right because if they don't, I mean, they're 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 going to have a long season. The Giants almost beat them. Yeah, and no, the Giants are not that good. I, I've come to question that defense uh, in its entirety, with the exception of the front four, who are very athletic and uh, you know are, are great defensive linemen. But I mean, I don't know if a defensive line makes a defense good. Um, I, I thought that other pieces around there, Landon Collins specifically in the secondary, was going to help uh, shore up that defense, but it just hasn't looked good. And really, the Giants should have won last week. Uh, Daniel Jones was basically, you know, having his uh, pick of the litter as to where he wanted to go around the field yesterday. But uh, yesterday, Thursday of last week, that is. So uh, you're going to go Washington. Not a bad bet. Eight points is a lot. I'm going to go with the Bills. The Giants are going to be hosting the Falcons. Giants favored by three. Tickets and money on the Giants. Sharps are on the Falcons. I'm on the shot. The 48 is the over-under on this one. Uh, I'm taking the I'm taking the, the Falcons here. I'm sorry. Giants, Giants defense sucks. Falcons almost uh, you know, kept that game close with the Bucs. This was a snap pick for me. Wow. I'm going to go with the Giants. I, I think that they are going to have some more talent back. I think Barkley's going to pay a full game. I think having Evan Ingram back is, is good for them. He's not that good, but he can definitely catch the ball. He can definitely make a play or two. Uh, Atlanta's really not good. They, uh, with that with that said, I, I should take that back. Atlanta is not nearly as good as they have it in the past, 
I think that the Giants at home are going to kind of they're going to come off last week as if they won that game because they should have won that game. They have a little more confidence. I honestly, I think they're going to blow Atlanta out. I really do. Wow. Yeah. I, this is not a, a knock on Daniel Jones. Daniel Jones is playing better than I give him credit for. This is a knock on their defense. They were terrible last week and they couldn't stop anything. And now you got a Falcons team coming in. I don't know. I. It, Whatever. The Giants have to show me something before I start going with them. So I'm going the Falcons. You're going with my G-men. The Pats are hosting the Saints. Pats favored by three in Gillette. This is a trifecta game. Sharps, tickets, and the money all on the Patriots. I'm on the Patriots as well. Uh, I, I think we saw the real Saints team last week versus week one where they played a Green Bay Packers team whose defense didn't get off the plane. Uh, and then they end up going in last week. Everybody's all over the Saints, and then they were uh, road favorites versus the Panthers and lost. So here I'm taking the Pats. Pats to me look good. They're a program. Belichick has done what he needed to do to kind of right the ship there, I feel. Mac Jones, I'm sure he's going to have a hiccup here and there. Sean Payton is a good coach, but you're giving me a three-point spread for the Pats at home. I'll take it. I love three, two-and-a-half. Two point spreads for the Patriots at home. I will I will bet that all day, every day, regardless of how what what players are on that team. Like I just, I'll bet Bill Belichick at home minus two and a half every week of my life. Yeah, and the over under on this is forty two. I, I don't know. It, minus the Saints having a, a second implosion week, I, I kind of think that that forty two might be a little low because the Pats. Can- oh wow! I that's one of the games I picked as my. I like the under. I the Patriots are not going to let the Saints score points. Uh, all right. I mean, we'll, we'll see. I don't know. I, I'm looking at it, and I just I kind of see points. I mean, the, the Patriots scored last week. Anyway, we'll we'll, uh, we'll talk about that later. But for right now, for the games, you and I are on the Saints. Ravens in Detroit. I'm not even talking about this game. The Ravens are the tickets have the tickets and the money pool on their side. The Sharps take the Lions. I took the Ravens. Lions suck. The Lions do suck, but nine point like they all, they were driving, which is funny because I don't know if anybody ever if you noticed it, but they were driving last week, and they at the end of the game, if they scored on that meaningless play, they would have covered the spread. Yes, they would that have. Mean, uh, that meaningless last second touchdown, they would have covered the spread. That's yep. going to be just that's going to be just like this game. I think that they're going to have meaningless points. At the end of the game, the Lions can score. They're not that – I mean, Goff sucks, but he's not Goffle. He, he actually seems like a better fit on the Lions. But, that uh, actually was the only thing that didn't hit in that game was the, the tease for the underdog. Right. The, really? The, yeah, yeah, that was the only one. So the the over unders won both ways. The favorite obviously won tease. The only thing that didn't was the dog. The Lions didn't win that tease. So, um, but so are you going to take the eight points? Yeah. Wow. Okay. I have it at nine. I have it at nine. All right. Well, I ha- I have it at eight. Uh, it does you better. So uh, I'll leave it yeah. at eight for you. Final 1 o'clock game, Steelers hosting the Bengals. Steelers by three. I don't understand this line. Tickets are slightly on the Steelers. Uh, the Sharps have not picked a side, and then the money is big time on the Bengals. I took the Steelers. Wow, I took the Bengals. Yeah, I mean, to me, this screams that the Bengals are getting more credit than they deserve, and people are, oh, yeah. are hating, hating Big Ben right now. I, I I just heard retirement talk. He looks like shit, et cetera, et cetera. Matt Canada's offense isn't really working for him. They redid the entire line. The line's a mess. And I, I just flip it and I go, yeah, but they're at home. They have a good defense. Granted, last week a lot of guys were hurt. But what have the Bengals done? I, I'm sorry. I, I like Joe Burrow. They had a, 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 a nice win at home versus a, a Vikings team that handed in that game. You know, and then they lost to the Bears. So, I don't know, three points. It's just too close for me. I, I, you're, I mean, it's a valid point, right? Like, Steelers at home, they, they just they do very well at home. They, they play better, and 
I'm just shocked. I was shocked. Like, the Raiders went in there like, the Raiders' offense is not that good. Man, we and don't give the Raiders enough credit. The Raiders aren't a terrible team. Uh, uh, they're not struggles they're not terrible, to say that, but... They're not terrible, but they are not the cream of the crop. Like, they're they're not elite in any way, shape, or form. They're not top 10. They're they're average. They really are average. I mean, right now um, they're functional, right? They, they have an offense functional. that they're running that's working. They're running right. a defense that's working. Right. I don't know if their talent will allow... Um, that team to continue this success eventually, kind of talent rises above, and I don't know if they have enough of that. But anyway, we, we're getting off track here. Steelers, Bengals. You're going to take the Bengals, and I'm going to take the Steelers. I'm taking the Bengals. Yeah, you're, I'm taking the Bengals. You're taking Bengals. Okay. Well, then in our four o'clock I, game, we'll start off with the Raiders, since we just talked about them a little bit. They're hosting the Dolphins. They're favored by three and a half here. Tickets big on the Raiders at 82, so they're a big public play right now. But the Sharps and the money are on the Dolphins, which I can't understand. Three and a half points to me was a super low uh, uh, spread for this. And again, I, I said it before, this was an insta Raider pick for me. Yeah, me too. I'm all about the Raiders. Love them. Three and a half is way too small. I don't understand that. I, Jacoby Brissett's going to come in there. He's not a bad quarterback, but God, he's been tossed around more than you know the yeah, easy girl at college. He's, he's going to get he's going to get smoked. Yeah. So the next up is the Broncos hosting the Jets right now. The Broncos are eleven point favorites versus the Jets. We've got my youngest son Mason coming up here. Hey, what's up, buddy? How can I help you? Um, can can I play on my Nintendo Switch or no? Uh, not right now, okay? You can watch some TV, though. All right? I'll be up in a little bit. Me and Uncle Lego are finishing up our podcast here. Yeah, maybe. I'll think about it. So, uh, now that my, my son stepped in there and asked the world if he could play on his Nintendo Switch, we'll talk about if the Jets can play in Denver. Broncos 11-point favorites, heavy. That's a heavy for me, but the money loves the Broncos at nine, 90% of the money pool. 56% of the tickets, Sharps take the Jets. Uh, 41 and a half is the over-under. Uh, you want to talk about unders? I like the under here, and I, I almost like the, the Broncos at 11 uh, you know, it's gonna. I think I like the game more as a tease than an outright win. But the Jets have looked so bad. I think I'm gonna take the Broncos in the eleven. Yeah, I'm. I'm. I'm with you on this one. I. I it's. It's so many points, but the Jets are horrific. They're horrible. <laughs> They're really. There's a lot of bad football teams in the NFL right now. The Jets They're are terrible. The Lions are terrible. Um, Jags are awful. Uh, the, the, I don't know. The Bears might not be good. Uh, the Texans are terrible. Uh, who else do we got here? Uh, anyway, um, so with the Broncos in the books, we're going to both take them. That leaves us the Rams hosting the Bucks. Great game here. Rams one and a half point favorite. I'm all about the Rams. I know it's crazy, but I, I at home, I, Tampa, I get it. They're so good, but the Rams are impressive. Like, I think that they're a Super Bowl contender this year. Yeah, I'm going to take the Bucks only because I can't bet against Tom Brady until I see it happen. They're on such a roll right now. So I'm going to go with the tickets and a little bit of the money. Uh, tickets are bigger than the money is right now. And I'm going to go with the Bucks. You're going to go with the Sharps there because the Sharps have the Rams. Over under in that game, by the way, is 55.5. So they're expecting big things from offense there. And then the final game of 4 o'clock is the Seahawks-Vikings. This game in Minneapolis. Seahawks, a road favorite. The tickets are on the Seahawks right now. The Sharps are on the Vikings. 55.5 is the over-under. And so, uh, I don't know. I, the Vikings have screwed up uh, continually. Uh, you know, they, they covered the spread last week, but they did lose week one was, uh, you know, obviously they gave it up to Cincinnati. So um, I'm going to take the Seahawks, even though I get smoked picking the Seahawks routinely here. Yeah, I'm going to I'm going to I'm going to lock in the uh, the Seahawks on this one. There, there's this is this was an auto pick for me. I don't care. Minnesota's not that good. The Seahawks are very good on offense. Their defense needs to improve. But. I, this is a, this is an automatic for me. 
Okay. And that leaves us one game left. That's a Sunday night game. 49ers hosting the Packers. 49ers favored by three and a half. The Sharps are on the 49ers. Everybody else is on the Packers pretty heavily, mind you. 72% of the tickets and 84% of the money pool is on the Packers. Um, I, I'm taking the Packers in this one. I'm, I'm with them. I question the 49ers and what I've seen. They're really banged up. Um, yeah, I, I don't know. I, I shouldn't take the Packers because this is where you know Rogers is going to stink on the road. But I'm going to take them anyway. Yeah, I actually I love the Packers. This is going to be in my my picks this week. Uh, this is going to be my bets. I mean, I I just can't figure out why they're such underdogs after showing what they can actually be. Right? If they just get Aaron Jones and and Devontae Adams involved a little more, like th- this 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 doesn't see this just screams Vegas right here. Like I I must be missing something for them to be. Uh, yeah, you know, in the 49ers, like Debo Samuel, Samuel's put up, you know, monster numbers through two weeks, but that comes at the loss of Brandon Ayuk, who for the second week in a row hasn't really performed. Uh, Kittle's been very, you know, non-monumental, um, for lack of a better word, as I'm trying to think of something. But, you know, they've kind of done it lunch pail, you know. I mean, last week they did it against the Eagles team, who I didn't think performed well. And now they've got to go. They still they can't figure out what's going on with running backs because they all get hurt. So Shanahan, being an offensive mind, liking to use all of his weapons, I you know at some point Garoppolo is going to rear his head, especially if he can't be corralled by Shanahan uh, using his playbook and whatever weapons they built around him. I think this might be the week. So I'm going to take the Packers, and it sounds like you're taking the Packers as well. So over under there, 50, uh, 50 points in that one. So that one, uh, actually, I, you know, I, I could see being an under. And who else has joined the crowd? It's another Eggy cousin. Uh, this time it is Christian. Hey, how you doing, buddy? Christian, obviously, not as talkative because he's only one. No, he, he is dying to run around. He just can't figure out that if he just stands up on his own, he can actually walk around. <laughs> the joys of fatherhood. Yeah. Well, he said he wants to just crawl to you and then climb up you and then say, scream like, ah! All right. Well, uh, he's not going to be able to contribute anything here for the gambling, uh, but I don't know. Are you going to have a time? Otherwise, you could just give me your picks off, off mic, and then I can just do the last segment solo. Yeah, I, I just uh, – let's just take a, a two-minute break. Okay. Well, we will be back with our fourth and final down where we do all of our picks shortly for us. For you guys, it'll be instantaneous. Fourth down. Okay. Well, just like that, I am back. My brother, unfortunately, we decided to try to take a small quick break and have him return, but that was not in the cards as he is a father of a one-year-old and his mother and well, his mother, his mother-in-law and his wife were going out for dinner. So in the end, it just was a complete and thorough breakdown of a segment. But he did give me his picks. So, I will be able to let you know where he's going. And I will start off with his picks because he's doing way better than me. I mean, it is kind of fucking ridiculous. I want to... He, for two or three years straight now, he has really been kind of knocking it out of the park uh, compared to me. And uh, I got to catch up here. So, to surmise where our bankrolls stand right now, we both start at 1000 my brother ended up hitting his. He would have won a lot more had the Eagles come through because he had 50 to win 1300 on the Eagles, Pats, Cowboys, and Titans. Uh, but the Eagles did not come in on that parlay, and that killed that four-team parlay. He did hit a teaser, though, 100 for 360. That was the Eagles, Pats, Cowboys, and Titans. And so that victory brings his total bankroll from a thousand it was at 1585 and is now sitting right about 1750 meanwhile me well it's just terrible i'm at 780 
So I'm down uh, about 220 bucks so far, and I just have not been able to get on the board. So our super picks for the week, Chris went with the Cards, Titans, Pats, Packers, and Cowboys. As for me, I also took the Pats. I also took the Cowboys. But then I veered off from him. I took the Raiders at home. I took the Falcons as my New York Giant hate pick. And then I took the Steelers. So we have two that are the same, being the Cowboys and the Pats. And then we veer off from there. Our over and under picks for the week, they are actually pretty similar. Uh, We both took Tennessee Colts with under 48 points. The other game is the same game, the Patriots versus the Saints, but we're on opposite ends. I took the over 42. He ended up taking the under 42 in that one. Uh, Survivor knockout picks. My survivor was the Raiders. His survivor is the Ravens. My knockout is the Jets, and his knockout also is the Jets. So that leaves us with our bets. And so here's how the bets are going to stack up. My parlays for this week, I have two. They are correlated. I have the Patriots and the Steelers in my one two-game parlay. And then I put a third team with them, and that being the Raiders. So if the Pats end up, and Steelers end up winning, I win the one parlay, and then I have the opportunity for a third one should I want to take it, or I can try to hedge and just take the money off the board. So uh, that's what I did. I did Pats, Steelers, and then I also threw the Raiders in on a second parlay. My brother did one single bet. That was the Cowboys and the three and a half. He put his money on that. He then also put money on the Bengals, Rams, and Packers, and that was a money line parlay. He loves those money line parlays, and he's going to throw 50 on that one. That actually will net him about 670. So he's got Cowboys for 100, Bengals, Rams, and Packers for 50. Uh, my two parlays, by the way, were 50 apiece. And that leaves us to our teasers. We both took one teaser each, both four teams. His was the Bengals knocking that up to the nine. Rams bringing that up to seven and a half. I think it was seven and a half, whatever it might be. The Rams, the Packers, and the Cards. He took all of those. Bengals, Rams, Packer, Cards in his tees. He threw a cool hundo on that. I also threw a hundo on my 14 tees. And what I did was I brought the Packers down. I brought the Chiefs down. Bills down and the Ravens down. So I got all those games under three with the exception of the Broncos, which I have under six. And so there you got it. That's what we're doing for this week. Our super contest picks over under survivor knockout. And then obviously where our money is. And that's the parlays and the teasers. So my advice to you is that I'm due. And eventually I will hit. So don't count me out quite yet. However, realistically speaking, my brother has been the one that has had a couple of good picks so far this year. We'll see if that continues on here in week three. So enjoy. I probably will talk to you next either after the Thursday night game or before the Sunday game for the update of the lines. Until then, enjoy your days. Go football. That's kind of corny. I'll never say that again. I promise. Peace out.